welcome. I am Susan Riley, the deputy editor of Stylist magazine, and I'd like to welcome you all to Stylist Little Pleasures podcast. It's um, it's our first one. It's brought to you in association with our lovely friends at Galaxy, and it's dedicated really to reveling in life's small and most <laughs> inconsequential pleasures. And um, there aren't many rules. The only rule, I guess, is that your pleasures that you're going to tell uh, us, it, it can't be too big. It can't be Brad Pitt, for example. Brad Pitt is far too big a pleasure for us to be discussing in this particular uh, podcast. Um, it's just too universe-bending. Um, so it has to be little little and personal things. And um, I am so thrilled to welcome our very first guest to Little Pleasures. It's the wonderful June Sarpong. Darling! <laughs> who is, every time I meet her... Just you're the busiest, most entrepreneurial <laughs> individual. You really are. And uh, you've been very busy of late because I've got, not anyone can see it, but uh, it's it's a behemoth of a book that you have been uh, writing uh, called Diversity, Six Degrees of Integration, which I am about a quarter of the way through. Oh, good. But congratulations on that. And um, thank you for joining us. And thank you, darling. I literally cannot get wait to get on to your little pleasures. So um, tell me, when we gave you the brief of little pleasures, what what was your first uh, thought? Well, I thought, you know, how wonderful, because you know what? The world's a bit mad at the moment, so I think we all need as many pleasures as we possibly can, uh, particularly when they come in the chocolatey forms. Yeah, you're right. Things are um, a little bit stressful out there, so I think any um, any joy that we can extract from little small daily pleasures, yes. absolutely brilliant. So let's kick off then. Let's do it. I would love to know what your first one is that you're going to talk to me about. So my first uh, little pleasure, I think, has to be... So I, for many years, suffered from adult acne. Okay. It was so depressing. I think adult acne is just so wrong. I mean, surely, you know, you go through your awful teenage years, which are bad anyway, with clear skin, and then you become an adult and it's supposed to be good, and then you're spotty. So I suffered from adult acne from, like, probably 20 to about 32, 33. Okay. No, longer, to about 35, actually. Um, and then I found a product that just worked for me. Am I allowed to say what it is? Yeah, go for it. Are you sure? Yeah. Yep. So uh, SkinCeuticals, um, and it's a vitamin C serum. Okay. And that has saved my and life. And it just got rid of them. Like, how long did it take it to, took to, to probably disappear? Probably in terms of to see a difference, maybe... Uh, six weeks or so. Okay. Yeah, so I think every woman needs to find the product that makes her skin uh, glow and makes her feel good about herself. We were talking You've about this. You've got great skin. Well, what do you use? Thank you. Uh, lots of concealer. It's working. <laughs> Can we high-five the concealer, please? <laughs> no, you're right. We were talking about uh, little luxuries, actually, in the office uh, just this morning, and we were kind of saying that great skin is something that, it's you know, if, if you see, it is a luxury, and yeah. if you see a woman with great skin mm. or great hair, yeah. you kind of go, what do you, you do? do? But particularly yes. skin, yeah. and I think you're right with the acne thing because, you know, for those of us who were spotty teens, and I will include myself in that, you yeah. kind of think, as soon as I turn 20, all of this will disappear. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't. I mean, particularly, you know, living and working in the city, um, the pollution levels yeah. and the grease and the grime. And working on TV where you, you know, the worst thing for me that was ever invented was HD. I was like, who did this <laughs> to ruin my life? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those close-ups were scary. So I'm glad um, that... 
<laughs> I finally got on top of it. I'm glad that you have found your product. Yes. The one that keeps you glowing. Darling. Okay, I think that was a good one. Thank you. What is your next one? Do you know what? Flowers. I love flowers. I love fresh cut flowers in my house. I think it's so nice. It just cheers me up to walk in. I have a lot of plants as well. But plants require work. Mm. Flowers don't require any work. They just sit there and make things look nice. What's your favourites? Uh, roses, white roses. Okay. I love white roses. I used to like lilies, but they get messy. Where do you buy them from? I have a florist. See, I like to buy them from a local shop because I think we need to support small businesses. Okay. Uh, so I have a florist. Uh, I live in North London, and I have one, like, literally two streets from my house, and right. so I buy them weekly from there. And are you... Um a flower judger. For example, if somebody came round to your house yeah. with, with a, a bouquet. From a petrol you, shop. Yeah, you know, what would you go, oh dear, looking a little bit wilted <coughs> and um, and shell shell <laughs> petrol forecourt like, or would you just go, Thank you, any flowers will do. Are you can, a, can I be honest? You have to be honest. I would be polite and say thank you, but they wouldn't go up. Okay. So I would probably either give them to someone else who's not a flower judger like myself mm. or give them to charity. Okay. But I wouldn't put petrol flowers Okay. Up. No. And uh, do you grow any in your... I mean, do you have a garden or uh, you have a I window don't. box? I have a terrace. Okay. Um, I don't grow... Outdoor plants. I have a lot of indoor plants. Okay. Mm-hmm, but I don't grow outdoor plants, no. I have orchids and, you know, sort of nice green plants and stuff. Orchids are easy to kill, I believe. I know how to keep them alive. Go on, share your secret. Ice cube once a week. That is the secret to orchids. Really? Ice cube once a week. And then if they die, cut the stem and put some cinnamon on them and they come back again the next year. Okay, where did you get these gems from? YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) No, Stylist Magazine. (laughs) Yes, we have all the green finger tips every week. What would number three be? Number three would be dinner with friends. Okay. You know, I have to be honest, I don't get to do it as much as I would like, um, but when I do, I love it. Um, You know, just catching up with people who really know you Mm. and there are no false pretenses and you can just be yourself around um, and just have a laugh, you know? It's nice to have a good gossip and a, and a laugh with your mates. You don't like a good gossip, I do. You, oh my I gosh. Can't, oh yeah. Can't I'm always so you know my you know I've tried to stop now but I used to be like obsessed with I won't mention the paper but the right hand bar of shame okay. um, which yep. I don't read as much We anymore. all know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> everyone does it. Um, I don't read that as much anymore but yeah definitely a good gossip with friends uh, is I think uh, a luxury. And what about so take me through an evening at your house mm. if I were to ever receive an invitation Always. It's to Shay Sarpong. You tell me when you want to come round. Excellent. Um, just a, angling for that. That's yeah. brilliant. Uh, <laughs> what would you what do you like to kind of Cook. I'm a big cook. Okay. So my family are African, uh, and so food is such a big part of our culture. Tell me what what yes. what the sarpong is cooked. The sarpong good. cook would be um, uh, jollof rice. Do you know what that okay. is? Okay. No, I don't. That's a, that's my next luxury. How about okay. that? <laughs> um, so it's a tomato-based rice, and I would describe it as a cross between a tomato risotto, right, and an Indian biryani. Okay. You get where I'm going with this? Delicious. It's delicious. So uh, it usually is a bit spicy, but we can do mild. Um, and it's delicious. And you have it with a tomato-based sauce. Uh, you can have it vegetarian or meat. 
I was vegetarian for six months this year and I've fallen off the wagon. Why? What happened? Fried chicken. Fried chicken <laughs> happened. <laughs> were, you just, were you just missing it too much? I saw it. And that, and it was calling my name. Tell and me, tell me where where the deed happened. Please tell it me. Was it at wasn't... a friend's house. It wasn't okay. it? Wasn't no. No, I don't eat that fried chicken. <laughs> I was at a friend's house, and she made a lot of fried chicken. <laughs> and she was being nice. She was. She had the vegetables laid out for me. Okay. And I was like. I feel like I am completely denying myself why they all eat this spicy, tasty fried chicken. I feel like chicken tonight. (laughs) I'm sorry, you lined it up for me. You lined it up for me and I had to go there. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? (laughs) But I did six months and I must say I did feel good as a vegetarian. I did it for six months. I felt lighter in the sense that, you know, not sort of, heavy from lots of meat but I must admit that chicken was calling my name oh, yeah well, I, can't, I can't blame you so so we're gonna have fried chicken around your house yes. and um, do you have like any social rules when you invite people around so for example you know we've done a few things with Nigella over the mm, years and um, love and uh, yeah she's absolutely brilliant and, mm. and one of the things that she said is when she entertains at home which she, she loves to do as well she yes. says that there's a kind of set amount of people that makes a really good, good dinner party she was like any more than six or seven and the intimacy kind of goes see I disagree with her on the number so um, uh, as part of everything that we're doing for Diversify I have these dinners that we're bringing people from different backgrounds together and we had our first one uh, a week ago and it was 14 people right very different people who you would normally never put together. And it was a great conversation, but you have to structure it. You can't let yeah. everyone talk at once. You kind of have to structure it, but it works. It was wonderful. Okay. Who yeah. were, who was there? Should I Can tell you? Can you say? Yeah, it's a bit zhuzh. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> name drop, name drop. Name drop, name drop. So we had um, uh, Munro Bergdorf, okay. who's fabulous. We had Kelly Hoppin. Uh, we had uh, Brent Hoberman. Do you know who he is? Yes. Yes, who we love. Uh, we had uh, Sarah Jane Mee from Sky News. Right. Um, yeah, it was a good group of people. Yeah, you, you know yeah. everyone, though. Not everyone, darling, not everyone. Okay. But it was fun. Well, I guess Nigella was talking maybe intimate little intimate. supper at home. Yeah, but... but I still think you can go a bit bigger as okay. long as you structure the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Well, moving on, mm. we've, uh, we've had our... Uh, our good skin. Yeah. We've had our flowers. Yeah. We've had dinner with friends. Where, yes. where are we going now? What are the little pleasures? Well, I think uh, another little pleasure, um, and I think people don't do this enough, is time alone. Okay. A lot of people are scared of their own company, um, and I actually quite like my own company. Maybe a bit too much, actually. <laughs> um I think it's good to meditate. So having time alone, you can meditate, you can get in tune with your thoughts. You know, sometimes your brain goes a bit crazy and you start Mm -hmm. thinking all sorts of negative thoughts. Meditation and time alone is a great way of actually sorting that out. And where... Do you meditate? I don't. I mean, I do do the odd bit of yoga and there is obviously a bit of meditation in in some of that, but I don't... um, Actively. No, but I... Can I I recommend it? it? Yeah, you can. Do 10 minutes a day. Lovely. When do you do yours? I do mine in the morning because I like it to shape and set my day. Um, And, and, you know, I've spoken about this quite a lot. I, I, uh, I... 
I believe in God, so I pray. So I like to have a bit of meditation and a bit of prayer in the morning, and that sets me up for the day. And is it internal, or oh, do you yeah. say anything out loud? Internal, and then sometimes I'll sort of recite. Like, I like reading the Bible, okay. so sometimes I'll recite passages from the Bible. Um, but often it's it's just prayer and internal. Where do you do it? I have an altar in my house. Do you? I do. Where, where is that? And how do you build an altar in oh, your house? Oh, how fun! <laughs> do what to do. So you need a, a space that's yours. Okay. So even if you've got a house full of kids or whatever, just an area where the family knows that's for mummy and no one else. Okay. Um, so a table, so a table, whatever symbol means something to you. You know, it might be a picture of your mother. It might be flowers. It might be whatever. You know, if you are religious, a religious symbol, you know, maybe a Buddha head, whatever. Okay. Um, And then I like to have positive affirmations. Okay. So positive things that make you feel good about yourself, you know, I am at peace, I am happy, I am healthy, you know, whatever. Um, And and then um, I like to have incense, because I think incense sets the mood, mm-hmm. candles, mm. and that's kind of it, really. How lovely. Yeah. And yeah. can you, if you ever miss it, does it have a, it do does. you really feel? Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. And I feel the difference. And so um, where else do you like time alone apart from your um, morning? Um, well, yeah, so time alone for me is usually the morning, you know, like you, we've got busy lives, so I, often I'm home late just mm. from events or whatever. So morning time is my time alone and you know weekends I always have something to do so that's why I need to make that space in my day just to sort of get back in touch with myself. Moving on what's uh, what else can we discuss Uh, that's small and pleasurable? Oh I like small and well (laughs) well we won't. (laughs) Your laugh is epic. Well moving swiftly on (laughs) there's lots of things that are small and pleasurable that I would highly recommend that I won't be talking about. Okay, here. that's fine. That's fine. Um, I think a good massage. Okay. Uh, so again, um, you know, you can go to posh bars if you want, but I like a sort of local, small outfit. So there's, again, one right near my house, uh, which is really cool, tire massage, and it's like 30 or 40 quid. Um, and it's brilliant, you know. It helps sort of ease my joints, keeps me... Lumbered up, lumbered up, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, lumbered up. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's a real treat. You know, I didn't grow up um, with much money, so that was definitely not something I could have done as a child and definitely a luxury my mother didn't have. Mm. Um, so I feel quite, you know, blessed to be able to do that on a weekly basis. And, you know, when you fill out the little form and it ta- and it says to you, I mean, is do you feel in a form where, where well, you go? Well, when you first or? go, yeah. yeah. And it's like... How do you, you know, soft, medium, <laughs> hard, or hard? hard. Are, you, are you like always? I like you know, hard people walking on your back and all that malarkey. Okay, all for that. so you're the firmer the better, firmer the better. Okay, I've got a high pain threshold. So, what, what should we talk about now? Uh, in terms of treats, yeah. no, no, what's your next uh, small little pleasure? Oh, I can always have more <laughs> pleasure. Um, oh, you know what else. Going to the hairdressers. Now, I think this will kind of divide people, actually. Really? Yeah. Don't you like oh, it? Not, not massively, no. Why? Because I just find it a massive faff. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I do. And I know a How lot of women... How often do you go? Probably 
once every, well, it should be eight weeks, but it tends to drag to like... Oh, so you can blow dry your hair and stuff yourself. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When I say I can, I mean I try. (laughs) And then um, I never do it as good, obviously. Yeah, it's when it's just, yeah. I love, well, my hairdresser has become a friend. So it's a real, it's like therapy for me. Really? Yeah. You know, sit there, sort of, it's quite narcissistic because we spend the whole time talking about me. Is it is it the focus of someone's attention on you? Because you know how people like, you well, know, the I whole head massage. Who, and... No, but I think it's someone, I mean, I've been going to the same hairdresser for a very long time. So, you know, 15 years or so. So I think it's someone who knows me very well. And so... We always just talk about love and life and all those things. So it really is like therapy. And then you also look much better when you come out of it. How often do you get yours done? Well, it depends on what my hair is at the mm. time. So, you know, if I've got a weave-in, like what I have at the moment, um, then maybe every two weeks. Okay. Um, if I've got braids in, can be much longer. Um, and if I've got my own natural hair, then that's... That requires work. Mm. So, yeah. So I think every two weeks for sure. And she's a friend now, is and she? She's a, we should have to be every two weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, God, not she's you a, again. She's a relationship. I mean, <laughs> she's a wife. <laughs> so what's next after, after getting your hair done? Uh, after getting my hair done, um, okay, I don't want to sound too uh, worthy, Um I think being alive. You're allowed to be worthy. You know, like waking up in the morning is is a miracle. Mm. Don't you think? You, because we never know, do we? We don't know if we're going to wake up. And when each time you do, I think that's quite a treat. Yeah. Especially when we do consider some of the stuff that's going... I mean, what, what depresses you most at the moment? Um... Just getting a little bit serious. Do you know for a what? Do you know what? Nothing depresses me because I see the reaction to it. So if everything that's going on, um, particularly around Trump um, and and perhaps Brexit, if there was no reaction, that would be depressing. Mm. But I think what it's done is it's motivated so many people who normally wouldn't be involved um, to get involved. So that that gives me hope. Yeah, particularly cool. this year. I think. I think. Um, we started the year with the Women's March. Yeah. The stylist team went out in force Aww. and um, really kind of enjoyed the vibe and everything. Yes. It was yeah. just nice to feel that positivity. Lovely, um, lovely. I think a lot of people are really finding their voice, mm. actually. Yeah, and have you found that with your readers? Are they now yeah. wanting more stuff in this space? Absolutely. I think as well a lot of people um, want to make a difference at work and, um, you know, do things that actually give back a lot more. And whether that's through initiatives that they're involved in or if they're launching a business and certain proceeds go to certain certain things, there's definitely a kind of wave of of activism. And you know how a couple of years ago it felt like it was, you know, armchair activism. Mm. A lot of people were signing petitions online and it didn't really feel like there was the groundswell of of anything more than that. I think now it's actually... Happening. Got, got people up. It's and, nice, um, isn't it? It's yeah. nice. That, that can make you feel alive. It does. It? Like uh, and it also involved. makes you realise that this can't last for too long. Mm. I, I'd be very surprised if he ended up winning the next election. I doubt it. Is that all of your small pleasures? Do you have any more? 
I just, I really like this as a segment. I'm going to do it with my friends. <laughs> Get my friends to start thinking of our, all of our small pleasures together. Um, let me see. Any more small pleasures? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, sex. Okay. I think sex is, well, small. hopefully not a small pleasure, but, you know, <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Now, that's the one thing that's better if it's not a small pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. And I think women uh, should be empowered to express um, their sexuality and what they want uh, in the bedroom. But what do you think about the way... Because the, then a dialogue around sex yeah. now. Because yeah. obviously, you know, it has changed. It has changed. And we did a piece a few weeks ago, actually, about... Just the changing language and the Around fact that things. there's... Yeah, but, yeah. you know, particularly about um, porn and... That's not good. Yeah. 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 I think, I, I'm think i so glad you guys did that. Um, I think it's very frightening, particularly for the younger generation, um, because of the internet. Uh, there's a generation of boys, and actually Cindy Gallup is a, a friend of mine who's a big activist mm. in this space, um, generation of boys who've grown up watching pornography and think that's what sex should be. And then what happens is young girls haven't been empowered uh, enough uh, to stand up for themselves in terms of, you know, not being coerced into, you know, certain activities that your average person that doesn't have a camera and whatever in front of them isn't necessarily um, into. Mm. Um, so I think uh, definitely uh, we need to educate our boys um, to understand what good sex is. Um, and our women to be confident enough to expect that. Yeah, I mean, so, do, you yeah. Th- do you think as women we talk about it enough and also in the right ways? No, I think still a lot of people are uncomfortable, even sort of so-called modern liberated women like mm. us. I think mm. most women are still uncomfortable and, and scared to ask for what mm. they want in the bedroom unless it's a you know partner that you're very comfortable with and have been with for a long time. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it can be a really... Wonderful, pleasurable thing, and we should encourage that. Mm. Maybe it's that um, overhang of. I mean, I interviewed Chimamanda earlier this mm. year. Um, amazing. Yes. Um, but she, in her, in one of her books, she was kind of saying it was how to raise a feminist. Yes. Um, she yeah. was kind of talking about how girls are, you know, raised to think that they should be likable and polite and polite. Yeah. And I think it's all kind of part of yes. that. You know, you kind of saying that you feel like you can't ask for certain yeah. things. And also women who are bold, like let's say Madonna or, you know, in the past Marlena Dietrich or whoever, people are scared of them. Mm. You know what I mean? They're not, if you look at the sort of issues Madonna has had around relationships, it's been hard for her to find a man confident enough to match up to her boldness. Mm. Um, So, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much Pleasure. for um, sharing of your course. little pleasures. Yeah. We've debated all kinds of stuff. Yes, and and I'm looking forward to Stylist Live. Yeah, can oh, we get that in there? We are looking forward to you yeah. being at Stylist yeah. Live. What day, what day are you? Appearing? I'm on the, the ninth. Okay, so yes. Friday the 9th. Friday 9th and then the Sunday as well. Oh, new two days. I think I'm hosting... No, I'm introducing you actually yay, on one of yours. Yay. I'm very much looking forward to, to your panel discussion. Lovely. And also hopefully we'll hear more about the book of as course, well at yeah. Stylist Live. Yeah. Um, so 
Miss Salpong. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and um, I'd just like to also thank uh, Galaxy, our friends who <laughs> obviously have been kind enough to uh, bring us this chocolatey treat. Yes, yes. A chocolatey treat of a podcast. Yes. And um, until next time, thank yeah, you so much. And congratulations. What a great idea. Thank you very much. Yes.